Well, Jessica, that was a beautiful conversation we had for 20 minutes without recording. So um, here we are. It's a perfect intro to stress management and some of the things we were already talking about. I have stress management coach and founder of Journey to Yourself, Jessica Harrington. Welcome, Jessica. Welcome again. No, you're absolutely right. It, you know, it's a definitely a perfect introduction. You know, we are professionals in what we do and we're, we're going to have bumps. And so this is perfect example. We can definitely pull some pieces in here about how that was handled, maybe on all, all aspects. Um, but yeah, I'm a stress management coach. I'm so excited to be on here because jealousy, anxiety, it really goes hand in hand with stress. You know, stress is such a trigger for when anxiety happens. It builds up, builds up, and boom, anxiety comes, jealousy comes. That's definitely a reaction. We were talking about reactions when it comes to jealousy. But let's kind of get into it because I know when we were talking earlier, you mentioned earlier going to dinner, right? So you're at dinner. You're with your significant other and they say, you see them talk to the waitress. They might, for me, I had to say something to my man because he said honey and it was just not something that I liked. It was just, it just was one of my triggers. But so maybe they say honey and you're just going, that's it. She's prettier than me. He wants to take her home tonight. He's going to get her number if I go to the bathroom. Um, He's definitely thinking about her as he's looking at me. Like all these conversations are going through your head. So now what? Because it's very easy to go, why are you looking at her? Don't look at her. <laughs> or the complete opposite where you just cry. You mm-hmm. just cry. And then they're just like, well, what's wrong? Right. Or you go into that jealous meltdown and unleash. Yeah. The other one, right? When you're bringing the conversation up from six months ago. Well, my mom told me that you were going to do this. Or when we were at that one barbecue and you did this, and he's like, what barbecue? What were you talking about? Right? <laughs> yeah. You were wearing the blue shirt and it was on a Thursday. Yes. The things that we can remember. Exactly. Right. Exactly. We can bring all of that up, but we're not really going to the root of the problem. We're not really talking about what's doing the problem. So what do we do when this is actually happening? So I feel that gut punch for me. That's my first thought. It just, it's worse than butterflies. I feel like that's the breath that your stomach gets. It's like a butterfly feeling. For me, it just feels like something's just being ripped open. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not like this feeling. And then for me, I get really tense in my throat. And I'm mentioning all these things because it's our first sign. So when these start to come happen, what is happening for you? So for me, then it feels like my throat is getting like tense. Like I just feel like I'm like, I can't swallow type feeling. So when those are coming, I know that I'm going to react in, in probably not a healthy way. So I need to find a way to remove my situation. But maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you're going, well, I don't know <laughs> any of it was above. Like, I don't know what my stomach feels like. I don't know what my throat feels like. So what is it? So when you kind of start to feel the urge to react, whether it's screaming, whether it's crying, what are we going to do? I always suggest walking away. I always suggest stepping out of the environment. It could be stepping outside. I usually suggest a restroom just because if, you know, we use the word pressure cooker, if the, you know, pressure cooker is ready to burst and you just need to get some tears out, I say get some tears out. I'm not saying sit on the floor and have a meltdown. You can definitely do that at a different time, but while you're at the restaurant, just let some tears out. Because if I do hold it, hold it in, I'm going to burst. So let some tears out, splash that cold water in your face and ask yourself these two questions. Does this thought serve me? 
does this serve me? Is me wondering he's texting somebody or, you know, he's checking out the waitress or I'm not pretty enough today. Oh, you know, I've gained a lot of weight. It's probably what it is. Or I didn't wear makeup today. Oh, my hair is really frizzy. Or, you know, he doesn't think my jokes are funny. That's what he thinks. She's funny. You know, things like that. Are these thoughts serving me and making me happy in this present moment? Probably not. And what is that one thing I can do? So whether I'm in the bathroom or I'm still sitting at the table, what is that one thing I can do? And literally one thing, taking a deep breath, walking away. Yes. And, you know, one of the things we talked about was an experience that I had that I remember like it was yesterday of being at a restaurant. I had already, of course, identified the waitress who I thought he was going to check out for sure. You know, I did that before we even sat down. I knew who, you know, where all of my possible threats were. And as soon as that happened, where I thought he looked that direction, I thought he was checking her out. I knew that I was on the verge of a meltdown. And I had that decision in my head, like, I have to get out of this situation Do I take myself to the restroom and just try to cool off a little bit, as you said, relieve that pressure cooker? But I was also worried about leaving because I was afraid I was going to miss what was going on. So do I leave? Do I stay? And I will tell you, I made the decision to go to the restroom and it did make a big difference in the way that I was then able to handle the situation when I came back. Yes. And so two things there. One, congrats for leaving because it's not that easy. Like you said, if I'm there, then I'm going to catch them. I'm going to catch them in the action and I'm going to be right. The thing is, I can't control how other people react. And we were talking about like the different lenses. So, and I, you know, we get in a car accident. I'm driving. You're in the passenger seat. It's my first car accident I've ever been in. You have lost a family member to a car accident. We're going to experience this two different ways, two different ways. And it's because we have different past experiences. So you use the word lens. I'm seeing it differently. You're seeing him flirt and be so cutesy with another woman. He's just answering questions and that's it. Period. With a smile on his face and just not a straight face. Right. And so all of a sudden it's, Oh, Well, that's it. He's smiling. It must be it. (laughs) You know? Yes. And I've had so many conversations with my girlfriends who don't experience jealousy. And there's something that I may have gotten upset about. And they're like, I, that never would even cross my mind or register with me to be upset about something. And that's when us as jealousy junkies start to think, see, I, I, that's what I mean. I'm quote unquote, not normal. I just want to be normal like everyone else. But if she said she didn't like the same music as me, I wouldn't take it the same way. You know, if I liked a song and she was like, oh, that doesn't even appeal to me. I wouldn't take it so harshly on myself that like, oh, well, she doesn't like the same music as me. What's wrong with my music choices? But we do it when it comes to comparing ourselves to how other women handle their relationships or what they react to. It's such a valid point because you're absolutely right. You know, I'm a very active person. I love being outside. I want to walk. I have a gym in my house. Like I, I want to keep moving, right? My girlfriends are, listen, I'll bring the bottle of wine to sushi. You call me later. Okay. Awesome. You know, but it doesn't make us 
have a bad relationship. They don't look at me weird. I don't look at them weird. You know, that's just where we connect. We connect, you know, like you said, I have some that are country fans. Some of them are like, please don't ever invite me to a country concert. So, you know, we have those different ways that we're connecting with our friends. But when it comes to a relationship with a significant other or it comes to our beauty standards, it's the first thing we think about. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with our society, especially social media. But even back in the day, you know, I just saw a couple of videos about, you know, the, the Olsen twins back in the 90s and when they were so skinny and that was the ideal body. And then you had Jessica Simpson, who is maybe thicker, and I'm definitely air quoting over here. And it's, oh, well, she needs to lose weight and she's not healthy. And, you know, we're saying all these things. And so it's the society that's telling us some of these things. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's our passive relationships. It could be our parents. Could be siblings, past friends, past significant others. Those are still in our heart. Those are things that still matter to us. And we're going to bring them with us into new relationships until we really heal on them. So what do we do? How do we do this? So we talked about being in the moment and saying, no, all right, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to ask, does this thought serve me? What is the one thing I can do in this situation? And if you pass all those and you're like, check, 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 I'm doing awesome. What is the one thing that's bothering me about the situation? Because when I leave the restroom, I press the cold water on my face. When I go back and tell him this made me upset, how do I know? So really thinking about what part of that triggered me. For me, it was honey. I didn't like that. It was like, oh, thanks, honey. I didn't like it. I didn't like that pet name he was giving to the other bartenders or waitresses, right? And so I felt myself feeling a certain way. And so I said something. I said, I just really don't like the honey word. I don't know. I can't tell you what about it, but I know that just makes me feel icky inside. And you know what his reaction was? My bad. I won't say it. Right. Right. But if I would have came back, I was like, you're saying honey, you call her, but you don't have me a pet name. And it would be completely different. You're alive, right? Because we've been there. We've been there. Or I remember six months ago at that one barbecue and you're wearing those shorts and you called her honey and I just did not like it. And he's going, what is happening? Yeah. 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 We go to our way back machine and pull all of, all of the proof out when we're heated. Yes. Right. And think about that. If I'm now yelling at him, especially in a public environment, what is his reaction going to be? Most likely defensive, most likely. But if I say, hey, I feel this way when this happens, it's completely different. So taking the accountability, again, I don't know why that specific word makes me feel icky, but it did. So I don't know necessarily need to know the answer on why, 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 like all the whys, but I just know I don't like it. It goes right to my gut. I don't like it. And I I don't want it being said. And it was just that simple. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about this, about just the one thing we can do to even switch up our, our response differently, even by a little, and the difference between reaction and response. So even having one tool or one thing in your mind that you know, I'm going to do this when I'm triggered. It will change, even if it's slightly, your response to that situation. And where that comes in, so helpful, and thank you for sharing it, 
is because now, um, you know, jealousy carries so many emotions, self-conscious emotions like shame, guilt, embarrassment is a big one. And so then we may save ourselves from some of that shame, guilt, embarrassment of whatever it was that we did in the moment by just taking a second to either, like you said, go to the restroom, excuse ourselves to the restroom, have just a second, relieve that pressure cooker, and then go back out when you, even if it's just a little bit, okay, I've given myself a second, collected my thoughts, I'm going to go back out. Hey you, I just wanted to pop in and let you know the doors to the Trust Building Bootcamp are now open. Are you tired of feeling anxious and insecure in your relationship? Do you constantly worry that your partner's cheating or they're going to leave you even when there's no evidence of betrayal? Do you feel like, oh, I just can't trust even myself sometimes? Well, that was me. And if it sounds like you, it's time to stop second guessing. And I know some of the thoughts that you have, like, is this something that anyone would be upset about? Or am I just worried about it because of my jealousy? Well, mark your calendars for Wednesday, May 29th, because that's when our trust building bootcamp begins. In our weekly one hour sessions, you'll learn how your brain is choosing unhealthy strategies to get your needs met and how to pull yourself out of those insecure habit loops. I lead every session live to give you guidance to learn to trust not only your partner, but yourself. Whether you're struggling with past traumas or simply want to strengthen the foundation of your relationship, this bootcamp is for you. And believe it or not, we actually have fun. Don't let your fears hold you back from experiencing the love and security you deserve. Spaces are limited, so visit topself.com to sign up or simply click the link in the show notes to take your first step to a more trusting relationship. You won't regret it. See you there. Right. Yeah. Collecting your thoughts, going back out, releasing the pressure cooker. Right. And think about, again, like you keep, I said, you said that one thing, because in that moment, it's a lot going on and it's quick. It's quick. Those moments are so quick. That pressure cooker is ready so quick. And so realizing the ways that you do respond and do react, you know, I was saying that physical reaction is the first sign. What was happening? Okay. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I know the tears are coming. My face is starting to swell. I know it. I know it. So learning that first sign and when I can walk away, right? So getting that one thing I can do, but also I named a couple of different one things because some of them might not be realistic in that moment. Maybe you just left the bathroom and you can't go back out, right? Then they're going to go, why am I going up twice? So maybe you went to the bathroom and you saw him, you know, oh, just like that shoulder tap. You ever seen those ones like the shoulder tap and you're, and you're already in the moment. You just went to the bathroom. You looked at yourself like, oh my gosh, I had a spinach in my tooth and he's probably solid. My one love handle over here is lopsided. You know, I have my lunch lady arms out. He doesn't like me. And then I hear, see him go, thanks, thanks Sue for the, you know, our time today. We had a good time. That's it. He's been talking to her. He just got her number. So I can't go back to the bathroom. So what is the one thing I could do? Taking that breath. Asking if my, if this thought serves me and what about this situation is making me upset? 
Mm-hmm. And in that moment, it could be, well, you know, I don't really feel pretty today. I saw, you know, you put your hand on, on the waitress and I just, I just felt, I had these feelings come up that I, I wasn't, you know, good enough for you tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It made me feel insecure because I was already feeling insecure about myself. Exactly. And so bringing it back on me, because these are my feelings. These are my thoughts. This is my lens. So it's that accountability piece. If I want him to take accountability or whoever I'm talking to take about him, I need to do it for myself too, right? So I need to, to say where I stand and what actions led me there. And again, this could be from so many past experiences, but this is where I feel right here, right now. Right. And they are not thinking the same way as we are, especially for the listeners who they're already probably anxious just going to dinner anyway, or couldn't can be because they're worried about what's going to happen. What are they going to do? What is my partner going to do? So it is all consuming in our mind. Our partner just thinks we're going for sushi. Like that's what they're thinking, you know, and we're already like, who's he or she going to look at? What's going to happen? I'm going to get upset. I'm going to ruin the the evening. It's all consuming in us. And so I think a lot of times, you know, when we're heated in that moment without taking a moment, as you mentioned, they can get very defensive because it's out of nowhere, most likely to them. Now, later, if they've experienced it enough times, they may be nervous as well. So, I mean, there could be that scenario too, but typically it's coming out of nowhere because they're not thinking like we're thinking. It's not top of mind for them. It's not, it's not. And so kind of really going into that is, Coming back out of it. So now you have this conversation and he's like, I just was saying, thank you. I I, I apologize. That's how I made you feel, but that was not my intention or, you know, all of that. It's being able to say, do you want to continue the conversation? Are you still, you know, some of us still don't feel completely back together. And I think that's the next piece that some of us um, misunderstand some of our body, right? So it could be that you feel unresolved or a lot of the times when we go through this stressful situation is how we say, think about it as a roller coaster. You can go up a roller coaster, you go down a roller coaster, you lift your loops, all that things in between. And when you get off 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, your stomach's still kind of going back down to normal. You're still coming back down. So remembering in the moment, so we have the interaction. I feel this way when this happens, he responds. I apologize. This was my way of doing that. The conversation's over but you might still feel that that stomach going on. I suggest going, I appreciate you, you know, that I was able to say this, still feel a little weird. Let's just shake, we can shake it off. However you want to communicate that, you can still have those feelings in that stomach. But a lot of times is that one moment and once in a while moment, things like that happen. So realize that sometimes when that unresolved feeling, realize it is it unresolved or am I just coming off that roller coaster of emotions and it's still sitting in my stomach? So I think that's what we get really, um, we overlook, we go, oh, I'm still feeling it. So I must be right. And my spidey senses are on, you know? So, <laughs> oh, I love that analogy. And it makes so much sense after hearing you say that, because we may still feel like, no, I need to talk about this more. And I need to, I want to get out of this feeling so badly, but maybe if we just let it settle for a minute, then we're in a completely, like, it's not, it's not there anymore. It's just the residual of that. 
Exactly. And that settling, think about what's happening there. Again, this is different from something that you do every single day to that once in a while one, right? If we all have the once in a while one, remember that's completely normal. It happens. It's what we do in response to it. So if I keep reliving that situation, I'm not letting myself settle. I'm still riding that roller coaster. So I'm not giving my time to just go, oh, I'll be honest with you. We're doing honesty here. I had my moment yesterday. I felt a little, I felt a little meh, right? My, my man was away all weekend and yesterday was Father's Day. I bartend as well. And I missed out on the, the event. And I was, I, so I just texted him. I said, I don't know why I just feel so off right now. It's feel really anxious. I don't like that I'm missing this. You're out there with other people. I just, I just feel very, uh, and so what did he do? He FaceTimed me. He was very scattered because he's out on the lake, but you know, he FaceTimed me. Hey, I'm here. Like, this is, you know, what do you, what do you need from me? You know, but I was able to say it. We got a phone call and as sweet as that was that he, you know, wanted to remind me and all that stuff. And I can list you all the sweet things that he said, but my stomach was still going. Right. It got off. I was like, okay, Jess, you know, it's, I had to calm myself back down. I did my breathing. I did my journaling. I called a friend, right? I pulled my tools out of my toolbox because I had to go to work. So valuable what you're saying right now, because I think that that's where it gets into the extreme and habitual, because then we continue to respond to how our stomach is feeling, the anxiety, our throat, our just our gut feeling, and then we start responding again. So, okay, he made me feel good, but I still don't feel 100%. So how else do I need to feel good or get him to make me feel good or do something to make me feel good? And then it, we just don't let it go away. We don't let it go because we just keep rebuilding. We keep rebuilding. We keep adding stuff to the fuel and we're going, why don't I feel better? We gotta let it go. You are literally reliving the scenario. Do you ever retell a story? Maybe it was a painful story or a scary story. Oh, I was home alone and I was going down the basement and you can literally feel like the hair going back up in your necks again because you're reliving the story. Your body doesn't know the difference. So you're retelling it. You're refilling. You're like, oh, I got the chills again. Well, yeah, because you're reliving the situation. So that's what's going to happen. And we got to give ourselves that time to settle. Now, other point. So you settle, a day goes by, and it still might be in your gut. What do we do? Two days happen. It was back then. This is when that being by yourself, drinking the hot coffee when it's hot is really important. Because there might, might be something about this situation that's still bothering you. And a lot of it goes back to the stress, the insecurities, and really a lot of your own self-love. Mm-hmm. Can you explain the drinking the coffee while it's hot? What do you mean? Yes, yes, of course. So that's my favorite scenario because I think a lot of us, we make the cup of coffee and then we go take care of the kid. We go do laundry. We go answer emails. And it's very much, where did I put that coffee? Did I make coffee? Sometimes some of us remake another cup of coffee. <laughs> some of us then open the microwave and then there's the, the coffee from 
who knows when yesterday, today, I do not know who that is in there. So you might make another cup of coffee. And so it's really taking those two minutes a day to drink the cup of coffee when it's hot. Drink it when it's hot. Now, if you like iced coffee, and you, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying, okay? You know, drinking the coffee, coffee when it's hot. Taking those two minutes for yourself and really processing where you're at today. Really processing what you need today. What I needed yesterday is not what I needed today. Yesterday, I woke up a little anxious. Maybe, it's, maybe it was because I was home alone and then I wasn't going to see him. That makes me sad. Of course, it makes me sad. I'm going to react that oh, in a certain way because of it. Today, we talked. I saw him. We had coffee this morning. I'm good. It's a different day. So checking in with myself, seeing what I need. And how am I going to get it? It's that one action step. What can I do? So it's just those two minutes a day with yourself. Yes. And it's so important because when we are jealous and we're in that habitual mode, we have the extreme jealousy. Our focus is 99.9% on the other person continuously. Where are they? Who are they talking to? What are they doing? How do they feel about me? How's our relationship? They did this. They did not do this. That we rarely are thinking about ourselves, much less what we need. So taking that time, and everyone hears that, you know, take time for yourself. But especially in this situation, because until you can bring yourself out of it, the other 99% or 98% of your day is going to be focused on the other person. And you hit on something there too. So yes, we spend a lot of our time with other people, especially as well when we do it, we're really good at, we take care of the husband, take care of the kids, the dog, the house, aunt, cousin, best friend, but the list goes on. But you also mentioned something of, we're told this all the time. We're told to eat healthy. We're told to take care of ourselves. We're told to take time for ourselves. We're told. So we know why we should drink a lot of water. We know why we should eat healthy. But why the heck should I take time for myself? Why is this two minutes important? Why do I tell my clients to go have lunch by themselves? Why do I? <laughs> oh, Jessica. <laughs> a work in progress. I, we work up to it. Not every client. You know, it depends on your goals. But you know what I'm saying. But taking that time for yourself. So I Listen, I will say, go take lunch by yourself, okay? Uh, that might be a whole other podcast. I went to a bed and breakfast for a weekend by myself. Girl, it is, what? you got to go do it. You got to do it. But, I love it. But why? Why? So think about this, okay? And we'll do significant others. I feel like it's pretty easy to do it this way. You're in that moment with your husband, your significant other, and they're saying, well, what do you want? Well, what make, you're telling, well, I just want to be happy. I just want you to do something nice for me. What the heck does that even mean? Those two lenses again. What I say makes me happy or what I say is being nice. It's going to be completely different. I might want flowers every day. I might want you to make me my coffee. I might want that weekly date night. Mm -hmm. But for you, you're like, please don't ever buy me flowers. I don't like them. The smell of them is annoying. I have to water them. No, thank you. So it's two different things. So when I'm spending time with myself, I'm learning what I want to need. So I'm learning that in the morning, I need those 10 minutes, just me, just me 
Nobody else. I want to be the first one woken up in the house because that means a lot to me. Sitting and watching the sunrise. Ah, that is me, girl. Let me be there. But how are they supposed to know if I don't know? It's kind of that whole, like, how do you like your eggs? Well, it depends on who I date, you know, who I'm dating, <laughs> sort of, because that's just what we do, right? Like, well, there was one point when my favorite was scrambled eggs and now it's an omelet. So exactly. So again, going back to my clients, a lot of times it's, well, what makes you happy? What's the goal you want? And a lot of them will say, well, I want to be happy. Well, what does that look like for you? Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, we have somewhere to start then. Because a lot of that jealousy, again, is coming from stress. It's coming from insecurities. It's coming from self-love. Self-love is so important. And if you don't mind, I want to go on a little tangent on self-love. The things that we tell ourselves. So I'm at the restaurant. He says, oh, thank you, honey. The pressure cooker's coming. I go to the restroom. And now I'm nitpicking at myself. You're ugly. You're fat. No one loves you. Why did you pick this dress? Oh my God. Did you even attempt to shave your legs today? How did you miss that spot? Right? Did you want to get a pedicure? Or you just want to claw somebody. You're saying all these horrific things. Oh, you're so stupid. Can you laugh a little bit louder? Or do you want, right? You're saying all these things. And I always say, I want you to make a list of all those things that you just said to yourself in that bathroom. And I want you to put dear best friend at the top, mm. dear mom at the top. Dear sister, and would you send a letter saying, dear sister, you're ugly. Why did you pick that dress? Oh my God, those calves are huge. Do you know you're stupid? Would you ever say that to someone that you love, care, or respect? No, no. But we, on almost a daily basis, say it to ourselves. Yeah, we send that letter to ourselves every single day. Every day. We have to read that letter every day. Every day. And what does that do? If I keep reading and telling myself that I'm not worth it, I'm unloved, I'm going to start to believe it more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not worthy of it. Why would anyone want to be with this? And if I'm telling myself that, that means I'm saying my standards are me length. They're low. So if I'm saying my standards are low, someone else coming in my life is going to, you think they're going to go higher? No, I do. No way. You just said I am very minimal and that's all I care about. Just be me very minimal. Well, all right. No, this is my standards. I'm up high and not like what, what's that one saying? Like I'm looking down on you, but no, I want certain things in my life. These things make me happy. This is where I want you to meet me. Yes. And no one's going to really go out of their way or, or be in that mode of like, well, I'm going to give you the moon when your expectation is way below that. Yeah. It's way below that. Right. And so I always say we set the standards for how others show up for us. So if I'm saying, this is what I want in my life. This is what I need in my life. They're going to meet it. And if they don't, that is okay. And that's where we get really confused at sometimes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I have too high of a standards, so they're not, then I, I have to lower them. No, you don't. We all know that one friend that you have to take their shoes off before you go in their house. There's no shoes allowed in the house. We all know that one friend. We know that one friend we cannot eat in their car. There's no eating in my car. We all have these friends. 
I still go to their place. I still come to their house for barbecues. I still let them drive me around. Right. Right. Yes. I have a friend that, um, you know, I have known her for years and years and years and every relationship she's in, it is like almost a requirement. And I'm not saying that, that you do this, but it is a requirement. Every single man that she has been in a serious relationship, they are in this routine. Like they make her coffee in the morning. They bring her coffee. It's a whole thing. And I'm like, what are, what do you do, you know, to, <laughs> to get these people, every one of them, you know, that's just the thing. And so I, I understand what you're saying. It's, well, that's my expectation, whatever it is, you know, it, maybe it's not, but, right. yeah, it doesn't have to be all of that. Right. Whatever right. the case may be, because as you, you know, as a jealous junkie, a lot of the times our standards are a lot lower. Yes. They're not even there yet. We don't, I'll pay the tab. I'll do, I'll, I'll drive. I'll drive, I'll pick out the date and everything. You just show up. Yeah. We are just at that moment. I guess what that's all they're doing. They're just showing up. They're not putting any effort in. Right. And we deserve that effort. We deserve that comfort. There's conversation. Yes. That certainly could be the case for sure. Right. Um, Jessica, I, Loved our conversation. You helped us so much with the stress management and then the self-love piece of it. Thank you for bringing such valuable tips. I know that you're running um, a fundraiser. Yes. In October. You want to talk about that real quick before we go? Yes, of course. So um, every year for my business anniversary, I do a fundraiser for Suicide Prevention Awareness Foundation. I think that goes hand in hand with my mission with self-love, stress management, prevention. And so every year I um, raise money for it. I would love to raise double what I raised, raised, raised last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will provide you with the link. It's super easy. It's the direct link. You click it and, you know, use whatever, you, a dollar, whatever you want, whatever is convenient for you. Um, I just really appreciate the word just getting out for this, this really important foundation to make. Absolutely. And thank you so much for supporting us in our conversation today. Jessica Harrington, thank you so much. Thank you.